this is an ask that was sent in. Where do you and Cynical Dom draw the line between your kink and your DS? It's often so complex and interconnected for so many people, so I'm just curious where the line falls for you two. Um, I promise I'm not asking for explicit details on your sex life. Um, so if this is too weird of a question, feel free to ignore it. I don't feel like that's too like invasive a question at all. Um, I definitely think that our DS exists in certain areas without kink, but I think all of our kinks, our personal kinks, fall into D- DS. Um, because like nothing that we do kink wise is, um, doesn't include power exchange. Mm -hmm. So that makes it DS, you know? Um, and it's something like when we were newer, he would often like kind of laugh at me because I was always trying to like kind of put things in boxes between, um, domestic discipline and versus kink. And, um, it kind of drove him crazy because (laughs) um, he's like, why does it matter? Um, And like, I still, I have like written down to like write a blog post about it eventually. (laughs) But um, like there were like some turning points with that where um, I kind of had to get to a point where um, I realized like with certain things, like we do orgasm control, right? So um, that's one that, that is a rule. So if I were to, um, orgasm like intentionally without permission uh, that, that that's a punishment so that's absolutely domestic discipline DS and um, it, it doesn't feel like kink at all if I'm being punished for any reason including a sexual rule um, but it's also sexual um, not the punishment but the orgasm control is also sexual because um he likes denying me or delaying me. Um, and, um, so it certainly is a tool that he uses to like build up my orgasms. Should I just keep going or wait? Oh yeah, just keep going. Um, so, um, that's just one example of something that's both. Um, I, I guess when I, just for me personally, when I use the word kink, I'm talking about anything that I find personally erotic or, like a turn on. Um, so for me, most of the time that is not, um, our rules. It's not our, um, the majority of our day to day stuff. Um, it's not our like punishments. Um, but they do kind of overlap sometimes. Like sometimes, um, you know, it's like a little bad to admit or whatever, but, um, there are times where like kind of essentially being like reminded of my role or, or put in my place in a serious way when it comes to like our rules is still, you know, it still kind of has like a certain reaction in certainly in me, I think in both of us. Oh, are you yeah. willing to admit that? Of course. Okay. <laughs> um, um, and so it's a little messy, but I think, um, I think ultimately we don't, it doesn't matter, right? As long as we take the rules seriously, and we don't just turn it into like a sexual game, then we can maintain the seriousness of our DS and be kinky mm-hmm. and they can coexist. And so that's kind of what we do here. But um, most of the time when I'm talking about kink, I'm talking about um, things that we're doing just for fun, like um, sex, bondage, play, spanking, um, that kind of stuff. Whereas DS that isn't sexual is usually our rules and kind of our day to day 
obedience and instructing and guiding and that kind of thing. I would kind of agree with that, but I, I think it, kink is sexual and DS is not. I think would be a better way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the second question that I have. Well, I mean. Sorry. Our, as you just said, our DS is kind of sexual too. But yeah. That's not like the point. Right. Yeah. That's a, that, it's what the core point is. Mm-hmm. If the core point of what we're doing is to have fun, then we consider that kink. Which is bedroom type stuff, for the most part. Um, but so, think if the point isn't to have fun, if the point is to grow or improve or just like organize our relationship into like roles, then we that the point of that is not sex or fun. It's DS. Mm-hmm. Um, that's re- that's that was a good one. Um, <laughs> Okay, so um, the second question that I had sent into my blog was, um, what do you enjoy most about having rules, and what's your perspective on if your rules were not to be reinforced by your dom? Do you think there's a major part of having rules, or would you still like having them either way? I really think almost all of it is about them being reinforced for me. Um, I know that's, that's certainly not true for everybody, um, like I know submissives who will like give themselves rules. Um, there are like when they're single, um, there are blogs out there that like single submissives will write into and like ask this, you know, person they don't know on the internet if they can orgasm that day or how many edges they should do that day. And, um, just because they just are happy to just not have it be their decision, even if they don't have a relationship with that person. Um, but that's just really, that's just really not me. Um, for me, I don't know, like, it, it makes me sound really lazy, and, like, I guess I am lazy, but it's, like, I don't want to just, like, set rules for myself just to, like, make myself a better person. <laughs> like, um, of course, I want to be a good person, but um, for me, my idea of submission, what I want out of submission is to feel like my life partner is in control of our relationship and me. And so if it weren't my life partner, I don't think I could get very much out of it at all, personally. Um, and so um, I don't know if you kind of meant that all as one question. I almost take the part where you say, what if your rules were not to be reinforced by your dom? Um, if he didn't enforce the rules, the rules would kind of stop existing for me. Um, him holding me to boundaries is what kind of unleashes my submissive side. Um, I'm a bad submissive if, if rules aren't enforced. That's just, I need I need to know where the boundaries are and I need to know they're firm in order to give a crap about them. Like if he, if I, cause if he doesn't enforce the rules, I feel like he doesn't care. And if he doesn't care, I can't find it in me to care either. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of like an, um, I, I'm sure there's, in the spectrum of people, there's probably some misses out there that them being enforced isn't key, but um, it's at least my guess that that probably is a key for most submissives. Yeah, it seems like. Um, and uh, I forgot now. Um, it's always hard to know like how much of a bubble I may or may not be in on Tumblr because I certainly am going to hear from people who are interested in my blog posts, and therefore they're more likely to. Um, kind of 
they, they like me because they think they're like me. So I probably hear from submissives who are more similar to me than not. But um, I certainly think that of the people I see and talk to, it seems super common that um, enforcement of the rules is just crucial to maintaining DS. Or just even the sense of feeling submissive. and. Oh, um, I think it's ironic that uh, when a submissive starts acting up when uh, the rules aren't enforced, I think they are in a odd way still following the dom's lead in that uh, they at mm. least are uh, perceiving the dom to not be uh, serious about it and so they're imitating that as well damn did you like do you have that thought before this yeah i said that last night to uh sub really real oh that's that's like an interesting perspective Gosh, for some reason that makes me feel some kind of way, like <laughs> because I think that. It, but I think what, uh, maybe another way of saying that is, as the dom, you set the tone for our DS, mm -hmm. and like I absolutely think that's true. Like, but I like there's some part of me that feels like, well, I think I should just be able to be a good submissive no matter what because if I just want to be a good submissive, I should just be able to, and. Like, I really would like to be able to, <laughs> but I just don't feel like I could do that. Okay, um, I got an ask that says, uh, what are some things you struggled with as a dom when starting out? You talked about worrying about outsourcing self-harm, but are there other things that were difficult for you personally? I think uh, I didn't realize I was struggling with it, but like the first major one was... Uh, not fully understanding what you were asking. I think uh, I naturally kind of assumed that the focus was uh, sexual in a way. It was about titillating you. Mm -hmm. um, and I the reason why you thought that is you, you knew before I asked for a domestic discipline that I had a spanking fetish. Mm -hmm. And so it just seems natural that somebody with a spanking fetish who then asks for domestic discipline, that this is some elaborate form of mm -hmm. uh, role play or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I think part of that was just, I don't think we communicated as well back then. Like, Oh, yeah. Um, like, you didn't explain, like, why you wanted this, and I don't think I asked either. I'm not sure if I knew. Yeah, yeah, that could be a role. Um, and so I think a key part that I missed was this was about a lifestyle that was like validating for you <clears throat> and uh, I didn't know that to really make it work it had to f I had to find a way for it to be validating for me too mm -hmm. um, so See, I know I didn't know that mm -hmm. so like that's something like I f I wish that I knew that a key to making this work was finding meaning in it for you. Cause I knew you didn't have any particular deep fulfillment from punishing me or, um, giving me rules. So maybe I could have tried to find like other elements related to it that would be meaningful to you to, and try to like highlight those. But I, I don't know. I don't think we just, we just didn't know. We don't think we could have known, but hindsight's 2020. Yeah. So for like uh like there was two years where we had like a like started quote unquote but rules weren't enforced very well. Um 
and it's because you know I didn't there wasn't uh, a feeling of validation that animated me to do it and uh, I didn't understand like how important and affirming it was for you so I think in the back of my mind like the worst I was doing was not helping you indulge in a kink yeah yeah which you know isn't like like that grave of an insult or whatever, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that, I don't know that it matters to them, but do you know what helped you to realize it wasn't a kink? I think just uh, experience and stumbling into a way that I I found it um, validating myself. So then you understood the depth of it once you felt it yourself? Well, I think, I think they happened at the same time, because also at the same time, you were communicating better, and I I understood that it was like it wasn't just like a kink for you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't just that you know I had to figure it out for myself. Where I understood your end, but I think they just happened at the same time. Mm-hmm. When we didn't have like Tumblr, mm-hmm. and like I had followed a domestic discipline forum, but it wasn't very active. Like, maybe, like, a few posts from everybody, like, per week or something. And it was largely kind of used as, like, an erotica type site. Like, people would do, like, punishment diary type things. I never saw, that I recall, anyway, any discussions about how people created their DS de- or um, domestic discipline dynamic or um, anything like that. So, we really were completely <laughs> pulling from erotica and like spanking videos Mm -hmm. and very little else at that time and just kind of trying to create something that we didn't we didn't have examples you know like maybe if we had known of tumblr and or some other active community where people talked about the the beginning stages maybe it would have helped but i'm still like in the process of like completely understanding what exactly it is i find validating like I mean, I think me finding a closer understanding of that has happened fairly recently. I mean, uh, I think, like, since we've been doing this podcast, I think that's kind of that uh, question we went back to multiple times of, like, why is it worth it to me? Mm -hmm. And as I better understood that because it's validating to me, that's why. And I think... The best I understand it right now is um, it helps me. Uh, well, I, I think I find it validating because it's like a a real way to be a leader and get the positive feelings that come from that. Like I've always had kind of an ego, and having this lifestyle is a way to. I guess, yeah, just to basically turn that ego into confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, the po- it's a way to earn the positive feelings that I want to have. But the positive feelings are... Um, because, the, I know this is a silly question, but I'm, my perspective is I want to feel good about myself too, and I found that through submission. So you saying that you found, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That doesn't seem like an answer for dominance. I mean, obviously it's just because it's in you, but it's still like, but why? <laughs> Do you see what I'm trying to say? 
Yeah, because I, I don't think it's I just want to feel good about myself. I want to feel good about myself in certain ways. In dominant ways, like in leading and yeah. things like that. I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I think you can, maybe you want to cut this out, but like I've said something when like talking to submissives before about in my perspective, and I think I don't want to like make you blush or feel self self-conscious or whatever, but I feel like a huge part of why this works for us is because you want to be a good man, as as simple as that is, in the sense of being my partner in in kind of a, 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 um, a like traditional gender roles meaning of of that. And so for you, dominance isn't specific i think isn't specifically about having control like having control for control's sake would be less meaningful for you being given control because i think you are a man worthy of it and i trust you to have it and to take care of me with it does a lot more for your ego than just being handed it yeah is that true yeah yeah and so yeah, my focus is not the act of control, but the... I feel so lame saying this, but being good enough to deserve control. <laughs> That's why I said, like, I didn't want to, like, say it in a bad way, but... Um, and so, it's... it's the, Like, I've, the reason I've said that to submissives who I've talked to before when they're, like, trying to find a good dominant in things is... I think you have to not just want the power, but you have to, to want to use the power for good and to take care of your submissive and to help your submissive and not just drain her and get as much as you can out of them. Like, um, you know, it seems silly to be like, he wants to be good, but I think it really, really does matter. I think it's huge. Mm -hmm. Other things I've struggled with, uh, I wrote about it, I think when we were first starting to get on Tumblr and writing posts, um, I think it was called uh, Hearing Her Cry. And uh, it was about struggling with feelings of, uh, I, I don't know, I guess, I, I don't know if the word guilt is right. I don't think it felt guilty, but just, I guess, apprehension of uh, the actual act of punishing you, seeing like, you know. To tears. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think for someone new, I think that's a pretty... I assume that would be a normal... Pretty universal experience. Probably, yeah. Because, yeah. like, unless... Um, yeah, yeah, I think so, especially... If, anyway. Um, and I've been wanting to write an update to that post for a long time because, uh, like, that's completely alleviated. That was just, I think, from my inexperience. Um, like, it's not like I like to see you cry when... I, when we do a punishment spanking that goes to that length, but I don't, I don't have apprehension because I know it's what you want in the long run. Um, so I know in the context we're in, like uh, it's not, it's not abuse, um, and it's not like it's coming at you from nowhere, right? Um. So I think it's just... I feel like it's... 
it's something we just have to kind of grit and bear in the moment. And like, it's that I think just feeling like you have to kind of like grit and bear something with your loved one that you've completely decided to do on your own. Like, it's not something we have to do. It's not like life is forcing us to do this or anything. Um, it's like, we're kind of making our life difficult in a way. And so that feels a little odd, I think. But, um, I imagine that what that apprehension was, was maybe making you question the morality of it. And you kind of have to like have that thought and process that answer at some point. But then once you have resolved it. And I, I think one of the reasons experience has alleviated it is because like at this point, <laughs> you knew that if you broke this rule, it would lead to this. So. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I don't feel like that's a good. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like if I could like hit you in the head with a hammer, if you did something like that wouldn't be. And you knew I was going to hit you with a hammer. Like that's not, that's not validation in and of itself. That's not like a reason to make it moral in and of itself. Like something could still be unhealthy or abusive, even if you knew the consequence was coming. Even if you consented to it? To being hit in the head with a hammer? Am I hitting you in the head with a hammer? <laughs> no, but that's my point. Is that knowing that you've signed up for a consequence isn't reason enough alone to know that the consequence is ethical. But I think the thing is, is like lasting damage um, and not even like physical damage, but like emotional damage, like where after you've done a punishment to tears once and you see that it doesn't harm our relationship, it doesn't make me more insecure or anxious or have any other like emotional side effects. You see, it, I was not harmed. Like, isn't that the bigger... I mean, yeah, but I think... Not really, though, because I mean, I wouldn't have done it in the very first place if any of that was true. So I don't think any of that's relevant. I already knew all that. So your concern wasn't that it could be harmful for me? No, that's why I said it wasn't. It had anything to do with guilt. It was just... Huh, I, that, I don't think I understand still. What was the apprehension about if it wasn't about harm or guilt? I mean, it was about literal, like physical harm i i mean you know i don't i don't mean pain i mean like lasting something that is yeah, bad to do to me long term I, I that's what i'm saying is like literal physical pain like seeing you go through that oh so it was just causing me pain that you struggled with yeah i don't think i ever understood that how did i not ever understand that huh and that's like in that post that's how i dealt with it even then is just remind myself of what I had already known that you had consented to this. And right. Well, yeah. And I don't know. I haven't read that post in a long time, yeah. so I'm sorry. But um, uh, there were a few times like in that time period where um, like roughly that like six month period or something where um, we would talk about it afterwards mm -hmm. um, just to make sure that I hadn't like panicked or that I shouldn't have you know, revoked consent or safe worded, um, during or, or whatever. And, um, I, I, sp I don't know if it was that time or a different time, but when, once you, um, you asked me, um, if I had considered using a safe word and I know I like this, not, and like, you know, not even close, never thought 
that for a second. And I just remember thinking that, that to you, I could just tell that that made you feel better. That just knowing that we weren't like right on the edge of what I could tolerate, I think at that time was mm-hmm. um, a big deal. Because I think like maybe you had concerns about me like speaking up still at that time, you know. But yeah, I mean, like the literal name of the post is hearing her cry. <laughs> Like, I knew that it was because I had gotten emotional, but I guess I still thought that it was like, that you thought it was like an emotional cry or that you thought it was like, so interesting. Yeah. Like I said, I haven't read that post in a long time. So maybe I did know and I've just forgotten. I don't think I ever, um, I mean, I've certainly have struggled with like bits and pieces of DD. So I don't mean to say like I haven't struggled, but like I have never, ever gotten anywhere close to thinking like oh that was way over the top where like i've never been um like hurt or shocked by how far you took something Mm. and so like i think um because i mean you we had done at least a few dozen punishments before we got to that point where i had cried Mm -hmm. um and so it wasn't the the punishments prior to that it was the fact that i had cried that made it seem new and different. Um, but although I had cried, it hadn't felt like, oh, this is just worlds away from what we did before. It felt like one step farther. Mm-hmm. And then honestly, like I remember thinking, um, I had tried so hard not to cry in punishments leading up to that one. Like I had tried so hard to hold it in because I think honestly, I was worried that that would make it seem too dramatic or that it would, mm-hmm. you know, that I needed to like, hold things in you know um but i know like after that first one like i just cried for like basically everyone and it was because i was like oh like he can handle me crying like i'm not gonna scare him off you know i mean obviously it made you hesitate but um and um it's it was so much better (laughs) to let it out like Mm. it's so unnatural and well, I don't know, maybe unnatural is a stupid word to use, but it's so weird to be in such that vulnerable position to be, like, accepting physical pain and to, to try to, like, have this wall up of, like, I can be, like, woman enough to act like I'm fine. Like, oh, no, like, it's totally okay to <laughs> to react to it because it's it's a hard, vulnerable thing to be punished. So, um You know, and I, like, maybe it's, like, a weird thing to say, but it's one of those things, like, I can't believe that there was a time where I used to try to hide that from you because so much of what we do is about vulnerability and and openness and honesty. Like, I think it's a great thing that we got to that point where if I needed to cry, I could just cry. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, in a weird way, I think it was a good step. But, you know, it's just one where you have to kind of step back and make sure you can keep going and... You know, it's good to check yourself, but I think the other thing that um, you had said before that you struggled with, I think it was before we actually started DD, was um, like fear of like becoming like dictatory, like losing me as a partner. Um, do you remember that? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it didn't really seem like a thing, really. Like, it was something that you had mentioned before you had actually agreed to DD when we were first just like talking about it. Um, I don't really remember like what the resolution to that was. I assume it was just time and like seeing that that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But I also know that when we first started DD, um, you weren't saying like, we're going to live like this now. Like you had made it very clear to me that 
um, we will try this and see how it goes. Because I, you weren't certain that it would be a good thing, I think. Well, yeah, and just like we haven't talked about it because they had said in the ass that they already knew about it. But the number one thing I struggled with was uh, if you were just trying to outsource self-harm. Yeah, right. Um, and I think... That was the main reason why it was a trial. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I think a lot of those things, like, they just kind of resolve when you try it for, I don't know, like a few months or whatever, and you see that, you know, you're not like a chest-beating dictator, and I'm not like a voiceless mouse. And um, I think I remember with the, the self-harm thing, um, the concern was that um, this would kind of feed my like self-hatred and my you know turning my issues in on myself and so i i think um part of what we had said was like we knew that when i had slipped up with self-harm like years prior to starting dd um if i slipped up once then um i would want to more intensely for a short period after that um like because I would just kind of be back in that mindset. Like, well, I like screwed up once, so let's just keep using this coping method now. And so I knew something that was a concern was like, if I get punished once, then am I just going to like become like a total brat to like make this a, a constant thing to feed this desire for pain or, mm -hmm. um, or guilt for having broken the rule or those types of things. And so I know that was something we'd looked out for. It was like, does this just spiral into a, a constant rule-breaking punishment all the time type thing. Um, and so that was like an easy one to, you know, determine whether or not that happened or not just based on how often punishments were happening and things like that. So you had written that post about how you struggled with when I cried during punishments when I was first new to doing that. And then I think you had said just here that um, it doesn't bother you really when I cry anymore. Um, so what is your... So I don't, like, literally always cry during punishments. Like, we have, like, some where I don't. Does it feel any different to you if I cry or I don't? Um, so you clearly aren't, like, it's not like, mm, it doesn't feel any different at all. Um, I mean, like, what are you asking? What are you trying to ask? You? you are so sassy today. <laughs> um, I didn't need to say. I guess, do you think that there's any difference for me in whether or not I cry? Like, because a lot of my, where I'm coming from is, like, I remember prior to doing this, like, when, like, seeing, like, domestic discipline forums, a lot of people would say, like, you have to go until they cry. Like, you have to, like, break them down emotionally. Like, obviously, you don't believe that because we don't do that. But, um, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you, do you see that, is there any difference in whether or not I cry as far as, like, how seriously I take it or how, or anything like that? No. So you fully recognize that like if there's a punishment and I don't cry that it's not like I like enjoyed it or wasn't um it wasn't effective necessarily yeah like I know how hard I hit um, and so I'm deal out punishment not based on your reaction but how much I think is deserved from the infraction like so what is I never thought about this before like what is your thought process we don't usually count. Yeah, it's it's not conscious. It's like a gut feeling. Yeah. Um, 
Cause, and I've heard that. Well, like, I, I should say, like, sometimes you'll get more based on your reaction. Like, if I'm not accepting it well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's because, like, obviously that sucks, but um, that's because if I'm, it's essentially if I'm, like, resisting. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason there is, I assume, right, is because if I'm, like, resisting, I'm angry and I'm irritated and I'm not... Um, can you put that into words? Like, I I get it, but I don't know. Um, I think you're just irrationally bratting. It just has to be pushed past. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't feel like I'm intentionally... Yeah, like, so I just said irrational. Oh, I see. Because I think, like, if you were intentionally bratting, it would be because it would be a way of you trying to sneakily ask. That's that's never happened, right? No, I don't. <laughs> I can't imagine that. Um, and I'm saying, like, if that was the case, and the the answer, the punishment would not be to to do then do that. But so it's like occasionally, and it, I think usually when there's like a little bit more resistance or the irrational bratting or whatever you want to call it, it's usually over a smaller rule, and it's usually it's usually ego. Like, there's some, like, I'm a little, like, pissy about about something, like, feeling like... Frankly, I think it's when you're hormonal. When I'm hormonal. Yeah. But it's still, sure, that's, of course that's when I'm more likely to be irrational. <laughs> but um, I'm just not in the headspace of, like, remembering, like, the true meaning of why our rules matter and things like that. So I get, like, hung up on some excuse or some detail of something you know but um if if i were in like a pissy headspace and feeling like i didn't really deserve it and then you gave me the punishment that you would have given me on the day when i was accepting it well the punishment theoretically could end and i would still be feeling pissy and so that then it would not be effective and so that's why when i'm resisting you have to get past that resistance before I can start, like, really absorbing the punishment itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why? It just makes me feel yucky. Like, it just seems childish and immature and makes me not like myself. Because it's like, I don't ever want to, like, I don't ever want to be bratty like that. Like, it's it's just not something, like, it's something I just wish I, that never happened. Yeah, but like I'm saying, like, a lot of times it's hormonal. It's just some chemical thing. Yeah. 